All right, and welcome to the show. We are doing the what episode are we on? Nine? Oh Eight? boy, I didn't. I oh the, no. The one, the one question we weren't prepared for. Not at all. Um, I am gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say nine. I feel like we finished on an even number. I feel like knives out was an even number. Uh, I could be dead are ass. Are taking wrong. bets? Dollar bet. Yeah. Dollar bet. Okay. If it's Let's nine, see, we owe you a dollar. We're if it's not, find out. You owe both a dollar. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Um, what are we on, Kizik? We're on, yeah, we're on nine. Damn, we owe him oh. a dollar. I didn't make any bets, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I made it for you. So, a uh, uh, little inside baseball, our group is big on the dollar bet. Uh, the best way to settle an argument is to put a little bit of skim in the game, but that way you can make like 30 in one night. Yes, as Gibby has done previously <laughs> many a time. I may be a uh, burgeoning gambling degenerate. And the only thing keeping me from it is my lack of enjoyment of most sports besides college football. Yes. <laughs> and the current lack of sports in general. Yes. Just at the moment. That, that does help uh, prevent me from betting on everything. So that's why we've resorted to betting on these things. All this, of course, tying into our movie Cars 2 that we watched, obviously. Yes. We didn't watch Cars 2. We did 2. not watch Cars 2. No. I forgot we even made that yeah. at the end. <laughs> we watched a much classier, iconic well, movie. Before we get to that, I want to do some... Uh, bring up some stuff at the top. Did you guys see that they extended the Oscar um, timeline for when movies could be released? Yeah. I did not. Um, I forgot the day, but I want to say it was like uh, a March date now. Yeah. Mm. It's just because not a lot of movies are coming out right now, so they want to like expand it so they, wouldn't, like, they have more options. I, I was really hoping that they wouldn't and that Sonic would just win out in everything. I totally <laughs> oh my God. I, kind of, I listened to another podcast, Lights, Camera, Barstool. Those guys are great. Oh, yeah. If you have found us, you should be listening to them because they're probably better at it than us. But you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> uh, but uh, a couple weeks back, they did a power ranking of everything that has come out in 2020 so far. And they're like, Sonic's kind of in there, but Sonic's, it's because there's only 12 movies. Exactly, but it's not a <laughs> terrible one of those 12 movies. Well, um, I also saw like the list of the movies that are supposed to come out in the next couple years, and it's like Black Panther 2, Avatar 2, 3, and 4. Well, they've been saying Avatar Suicide 2, 3, Squad. and 4 for years. So this is in between 2021 and 2027 is what like they're listing all the movies that were coming out. It's a safe bet to say that the Avatar movies will come out at that time. And if they don't, they never will. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They were originally supposed to be 2016, 17, 18. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. And then James Cameron was just like, no. Yeah. Technology's not there. I'm like, yeah. Here, here's the issue. Oh, Those movies are going to suffer eternally from the fact that they were the top grossing movie ever. And it's because it was a phenomena of what graphics could do at the time. The story was cool. And don't get me wrong. And it's a great movie. But the movie was carried more by the technological yeah. advancement okay. than by the... Was it a great movie? It's the same plot as Fern Gully, Pocahontas, Dance of the Wolves. That is also, yeah. I was going to say, I, but I personally... But are they bad stories? There's, no, no, they're there's not. Really not a story. bad yeah. story. But. And here's the thing, though. The only bad thing is, like, it's been over ten years since the first one came right. out. So are you really going to drum up the kind of interest well, like you had for the first they one? they did make an avatar like Pandora Land at Disney World. Which I would have thought they would have done, like months or like a year leading up to it they're, not they're, multiple no. years out they're definitely banking on it being well, let's see. Uh, big. very good Venom yeah. 2 is also coming out I'm looking forward to that Tom Hardy had a fun time with that role I, I really I like how he looked like shit the entire movie <laughs> I love that because like I'm sorry he's, being, he's got a parasite in him he's not gonna look good and he chose that he's like no make me look like crap I wanna be sweaty I want dark circles give me the full shebang and I was like that's beautiful 
Another Jurassic World. It, okay, wait, wait. Who looked grosser for most of the movie? Shia LaBeouf in any Michael Bay film or Tom Hardy in Venom? Tom Hardy in Venom I'm going to yeah. go with. Michael Bay the, makes the sweatiest movies. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. you're not wrong there. But he also prees everyone up as well. Yeah. So while he looks gross and sweaty, it's he's also nice like, wow, listen. that's a, that's a, a majestic glow. sweaty person. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's just a glow. Uh, Suicide Squad 2. Oh, let's hope that's... Space the, Jam no, with LeBron James? The Suicide Squad. Yes, not, they, they, Suicide it's, Squad. Is it a soft reboot? It's a soft reboot. I'm okay with that because I just hope this oh. dumpster fire keeps me warmer at night. Speaking of, <laughs> have y'all heard who's taken over the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise? Karen Gillan. Yes. Margot There's, Robbie. And Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie's well, so they're doing a female. Two movies. Oh, they are? Yeah, yeah. She's so doing an all-female pirate cast. The, it's a weird announcement, though, because it very much seems like they did the Karen Gillan announcement a couple months ago, and it's almost like they made the Margot Robbie announcement, forgetting that they made this announcement. But it's got different directors tied to it. They're both coming out the same year, and it's very much like competition. Is supposed to be the same movie? And like people have duplicated details. Oh. Like what's well, going on with after this? after the third movie? It just got incredibly worse and worse. So uh. after the first one, they got worse and worse. I enjoyed the trilogy. I thought it tied together. No, no. I loved the trilogy, but. Arguably, the first movie of that trilogy yeah. was by far the best movie. Oh, the, agreed. The first movie is, is magic. You, you caught magic in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Or lightning in a bottle. Yeah. But I will say, I really enjoyed 2 and 3 as well. I went yeah. to see them. They had some great scenes. They, and I loved the The third ending. one was amazing. I yeah. loved the third one. That fun we, scene. We should review that at some time. Yes. Well, now you said the podcast. Give can't away do it. everything now. You can't yes. do it now. Way to go. Well, but also, can we talk about Space Jam 2's coming out with LeBron James? Did you see the font they used for that? Yes, I did. It was not good. No. <laughs> it was like. Oh, forgive the font. Uh, because LeBron James actually is a pretty decent actor. If like you saw um, Trainwrecked and everything, he yeah. plays a good job playing himself. Where as a child, Michael Jordan's Space Jam was everything to me, but now as an adult watching, I'm like, oh, this is rough. This well, is so rough. I still love I'm it. I'm curious about, like, I'm really curious about how this is going to play out. Again, we mentioned it earlier. I'm not a sports guy, but Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. Yeah. There, there was nobody else as even close to the same planet yeah. as big as he, he was. was. Which is why they had to bring in aliens. Yes. Uh, Come on, stars. But Space Jam 2, two LeBron, famous, beloved by a lot of folks. Yep. I don't not as big, or I guess not as big by disparity yeah. to the next most popular basketball yeah. player Figure like it. Michael Jordan was. Yeah. Well, I do have a LeBron story. Real quick, I'm going to throw in there. Okay. I was in L.A. I was taking a tour of Burbank Studios. We're in like the little golf cart. And then the Batmobile pulls up. The window goes down and it's LeBron James. He goes, hey, guys. And pulls off. He rented the Batmobile for a day just to drive around the lot. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. That's amazing. Do you know um, Jeff Dunham owns a he does. Batmobile? Isn't it a Tim Burton Batmobile? Yes. Oh. There are three celebrities, I don't know off the top of my head, who own Batmobiles outside the studio. But you can rent the Batmobile and drive it around LA if you so desire. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Dunham's is like the most functional to drive. And it goes like 35 miles an hour. I love that. Of all of those like long nose old school comic book-y ones. I'd want the Dark Knight one. The Tumblr? Yeah. The Tumblr's kind of dope. Yeah. Uh, or the bike, cool. the motorcycle that comes out. People have made that motorcycle, like, in their garages, like, very good-looking replicas of it. The issue is, with a tire that big, uh, they're really, really tough to turn. Yeah. <laughs> you're basically, you're just going straight. Yes. They, they do this thing called tracking, so they follow every rut in the road. They get very gripped down onto that rut. So if you, you ever go down the highway and you see a rut that curves off where somebody crashed, yeah. you're going to follow that rut pretty quickly. <laughs> you got to really fight that, the bike on that. Not wrong. 
I'm excited I, for these movies that are coming out. Yes. I'm not very excited for Jurassic World, but... Because that was one where the first one was magic. It was iconic, and it just... Jurassic was, Park or Jurassic yeah, World? Jurassic Park. Okay. The original, the OG. Yes. I, I didn't mind Jurassic World when it came out. I thought it was a, it was a nice little, like, reboot. I look back on it less fondly than I... Like, I was... Yeah. So excited in the theater, and on rewatch, it's not as good as it was. I haven't rewatched theater. it in a while, so maybe that's my issue. Yeah. I but. think it's one of those movies where it's better on the big screen than it is on the little screen. I absolutely think kind of like, that. and it's an iconic movie, and it's fantastic even off the big screen. But it'll Mad Max on the big screen compared to a little screen. Oh and I am so God. sad to say, the first time I saw that movie was on a plane. <laughs> that's such a di- you lost so much in the translation. I did, which is why I had to go watch it on a big screen after that. Yeah, when we when we eventually do that in twenty years, to, just to make Q angry. Uh, oh God, please don't. It will. <laughs> Q wants to do that movie so bad. I really do. Uh, <laughs> I just want us to be better at this first. That's fair. Um, I, I agree with you there. But uh, I saw that. Do you guys know the Regal out on Medlock? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where I saw it. Oh. I, I was home for like the summer or something working. I've uh, seen most of my iconic Cusick movies. Cusick and I saw yeah. a iconic movie there. We saw, like, all the We saw the Batman vs. Superman, and we got very, very drunk throughout that movie, because it just got so much worse when we took another drink. I, yeah, I mean, how else did drink? Uh, the guy who loves every movie, that movie had a lot of cool action. I enjoyed it. And a couple face levels, and, like... I hate the ending of it with the I'm, cave troll. I'm sorry. The cave the troll, troll Doomsday yeah. is so bad. The, the worst scene is... Superman beating the crap out of Batman, and Batman's like, I have to save No, Martha. other way. Oh, no, I was Batman beating the shit out of Superman. You're right. Yeah. So much. I was, so, I was not talking about this movie. And he's like, I have to save Martha. And Batman's like, why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? And keeps punching him across the face. And then Lois Lane, Amy, I'm slow-mo, runs across and throws herself over Superman. Just, that's his mother's name. And that's when you realize, DC, you really couldn't come up with different names for these dead mothers? Well, yeah. no, one's not dead, but, you know. Yeah, the, but, like, a lot of people get have an issue with like because her name's Martha and I was that actually did not enter my mind in the theater I was thinking oh he finally understands that he's the kid of somebody on earth too yeah like yeah humanized yeah I was like oh he he, he's humanized in Batman's eyes and he's like oh this is not the malicious alien I thought he was well but we are not reviewing that movie no we're not I will say one thing highlights Galvedo yes Oh, for sure. What a queen. The, uh, apparently the, the extended version is the better version. It, what, of Batman v Superman? Yeah. yeah. It's like another 30 minutes or whatever, but it's like they, it needed those 30 Snyder minutes to make a lot of sense. Yeah. So. Have we gotten any more info on the uh, Justice League Snyder Cut? Uh, no, other than Superman's back is, in the DCU. Or not Superman. Uh, fucking yes, Superman. I think Henry Cavill's Henry Cavill's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry yeah. Cavill's back in the, the universe, yes. like, officially. As Superman, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, I enjoy Superman. I do, yeah. too. I think he's a great um, Superman. He's probably the most... Since Brandon Routh, he's the most Superman-looking Superman we've gotten in a long time. I don't have to say Brandon Routh had the look, but he did not have the suit. You're not wrong, but also he was the only other Superman <laughs> we've gotten in a long time, <laughs> movie-wise. Christopher Reeves, iconic. Christopher Reeves was iconic. Uh, and he was best friends with Robin Williams. Around, they were roommates at, at Juilliard. I didn't understand much of that. Chris Reeves was best friends with Robin Williams. They were roommates at Juilliard. And he said Robin Williams was the first person to make him laugh after his accident. No kidding. Robin oh, Williams. yes, I know this story. Yeah, yeah he Robin came Williams in. came in in full uh, scrubs with gloves and in a Russian accent. He was like, it's time for your lobotomy and snap the gloves. Yep, I do. I have heard that story. Um... 
Alexandra Daddario is. Oh, is right. Oh wait, is there another Superman? Oh wait, is this an animated one? It might be. Yes, it is. I I just saw Alexandra Daddario. I was like, that's not a dude playing Superman. Nope. For a Superman title, when I searched it, Brandon Routh in '06. Dean Cain. Well, we did not watch anything in the DC world, for the record. This was not the movie we were reviewing. No, yeah, we're, we're 12 minutes into this podcast, and we have not announced what we're actually watching. Can we you guess watched. what we watched? Because it has nothing to do with any of this. Well, we can, well, I know how we can make the leap. All right. We watched the second movie in the series. An actor was actually in Batman vs. Superman. Uh, the Cave Troll from Fellowship of the Ring was in the first movie of Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have guess, we watched two towers <laughs> what a week however however we did talk about pirates of the caribbean and how the first is the best of the trilogy and we have legolas is in is will turner orlando oh Blue, shit that's actually that's way, that's way, way better thank you oh god but as i was gonna take a moment one of the first things orlando bloom ever auditioned for out of theater school was lord of the rings he got it and then immediately after got pirates of the caribbean like it was a what the hell story. Yeah, I mean, truly, they at that point in his career, they cast him more on his looks for the roles than they yes. did on his acting. Does movie. it matter though? He was in two of the most iconic trilogies. Mm-hmm. At the time, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, he, I'd still say he did well for himself there. For I, sure. I would still say today, only because there's not any trilogies out anymore. So, how many people? I mean, uh, Two Tower, or I guess the Lord of the Rings trilogy as a whole. One mm-hmm. of the most beautiful things about that is that they filmed the whole thing at once. Yep. And also, not all, they only used green screen and computer CGI when they absolutely had to. They built the Hobbit right. Town into the mountains. Like, it's they hike everywhere. I mean, or hills. CGI yeah. came a long way, the and the Hobbit really proved not far enough. And the fact <laughs> that Sir Ian McKellen well. cried on set during the Hobbit because he was by himself, and it was all green screen, and he said, this is not why I became an actor. Oh, that sucks. I don't want to know I that. mean, the Hobbit <laughs> stuff, there's so much that goes into that. The fact that, like, they were rewriting the script completely yeah, every did, day, essentially. Didn't that go through, like, a bunch of directors, too? That should have been a two-parter instead of three. Like, they're, top to bottom, a lot of issues about yeah. the movie we're reviewing. However, I thought Martin Freeman was a great cast for Bilbo. But yes, speaking agreed. of Bilbo... What a, what a waste of putting him in a movie that if they ever remade yeah. it, he would not be Bilbo again. But let's take a moment... Ian Holm, who played Bilbo Baggins Ooh. in Lord of the Rings, passed away last week. Yes, no. in between episodes. Yeah. What a loss. We jinxed it. We didn't. We never mentioned it, but... No, no, we, we watched Lord of the Rings. We're going to review it. I'm the pretty sure we watched it, like, on the day that that was announced, too. Yeah. He died the next day. I don't think God that's true. No, it is. He died the next day after we watched it. Okay. Yeah. Because I was giving... A friend of ours who has never seen Lord of the Rings, Ben from last week's, had never seen it, and then the next day the actor died, and I was like, you jinxed it. <laughs> That's just dark. Just very dark. Yes. But so, uh, what I wanted to bring up, I mean, obviously Ian McClellan, uh, Sir Ian McClellan, had his own weight coming into this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people were made by this movie? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Kate Blanchett already had... Uh, Elijah Wood was already a known child actor at the time. Yes, he was. He wasn't a star level yet, but like a Lester, but he was definitely a known actor in Hollywood. Had he been in the faculty yet, which is all time one of his best movies, uh, not because he's a good actor in it. Uh, Obviously, Sean be. Bean was already known. Sean Bean was very known, but he also 
Oh, yeah. Well, he was in the extended edition. Oh, he's in the first edition. one, but yeah, you're saying but which was... movie... Well, no, he was in The Fellowship. He wasn't yes. in... He, yeah. He was in an extended scene, extended cut scene in this. True. We're yeah. reviewing the theatrical version. I only own the extended version, so you're going to have to correct me a couple times. I know some of the scenes which are in one and not the other, but yeah. I do occasionally miss and overshoot into the uh, extended edition. But do like oh, we've got Carl Urban in this. Yes. As who watched this 13 times before realizing that that was Carl Urban? That took me way too long yeah. to realize. Mm-hmm. Love them. I think I saw this for the first time when I was, like, probably 12, 13. Right. And uh, no idea who Carl Urban was. A couple of years later, maybe around the same time, saw Doom. Still didn't re- re- register that that was the same person. Probably sometime late high school, I was like, what? <laughs> also, Hugo Weaving at the time is doing Matrix and Lord of the Rings. Man, double Get dipping. Back to in, back. Yeah, in amazing series. Uh, yeah, and then of course Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. Yep. This man didn't Christopher Lee just pass away too? A year two ago. A year two ago, yeah. He passed away in 2015. But this man is six wow, five. It's been since 2015. Yes. Christopher Lee, he died. He was 6'5 when he passed. Like, he's a tall man. But he's one of the... If you ever... We're not going to get into it, but look up his history. He was in World War One, World War Two. He was, like, one of the assassin guys over there. And while filming a movie, the director told him how he should kill a man. And he goes, that's I not how you kill story. a man. No, 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 and no, no, had to no. demonstrate. It's how he dies. Yes. Yes, how he dies. Yeah. He goes, that's not it's the noise he, a man makes when he, when he dies. dies. Yeah. You're correct, it's, yeah. It's when... Uh, Worm tongue gets stabbed. Stabs him. Stabs Saruman in the back. Yeah, but then, uh, oh yeah, yeah, because they're talking about him. Yeah, he's not like, when Saruman. It's Peter Jackson was like, shot. you know, you want to make this like, Ugh, and he was like, no, 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 no. I I've done this. <laughs> I've killed people like this. This is how it sounds. I've got a, I've got a case file of sixteen instances where they didn't make that noise. Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad's girl crush, the one woman he's allowed to cheat on my mom with. Liv Tyler. Tyler. My dad has the biggest crush on Liv Tyler. And he always says, how did something that beautiful come out of Stephen Tyler? <laughs> that is the question, though. I mean, the world may never know. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy does, 42 does not answer that question. And then, of course, Sean Astin. God bless Samwise Gamgee. He had already done, like, Rudy. Rudy. He had done mm-hmm. uh, The Goonies. So there was actually a pretty... And you've got Andy Serkis, who Andy Serkis. basically... Yeah. Turns invisible and become like has an Oscar-worthy performance anytime he touches a role. Yeah, and yet Dominic Monaghan as well ended up in Lost and a couple mm-hmm. other things. He was in the recent Star Wars. Viggo Mortensen, uh, did a bunch um, of, and yeah. he was not the original cast. Yeah, he, yeah who was it originally? Uh, uh, let me triple check because I'm going to butcher his name because he didn't really have a big career after that but he was too young to play the role and he knew that and so he went and filmed and the first day of filming it was he, he Stuart left. Townsend yes uh, replaced by Viggo Mortensen after four days of shooting Peter Jackson realized that an older actor was needed that's some IMDB trivia for you that was and I will stand by that I thought Viggo was the Perfect oh, we, in every aspect of that movie. When we were watching this, we were trying to recast people, and I want to say Vigo was one we really argued and argued and could and not no land one, on it. No one has. There's nobody that we feel could fit the, fill those shoes no. like he did. Like, of course, there's a lot of good-looking actors who could be strong, powerful men, but his strength is so subtle and it's so this reserved. Yeah, and the respect you have for him as a leader is just. 
Oh, th- we're gonna get into it later, but he has a line where I'm like, "That's a that's a power move line." Also, very few people can pull off that hair, and he looks beautiful. Yeah, you, you know, keeping the beard at that length for shooting three movies. Oh God. I keep my beard, I don't know, I, I keep it more trim than that, and you keep yours longer than that, and Kate doesn't have a beard, but, like, that is the, that, he leaves his stubble at, like, the gray area where it's just pure torture. Yeah. All the time. Like, that is the itchy phase. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, also, Vigo is such a method actor that he made, when they're running and trying to catch up to Mary and Pippin, who are t- my two favorite characters in the entire movie, they're mm-hmm. just brilliant, he actually made Orlando Bloom and John the Rice run. Oh, yeah. Over all those fields, he wanted they to be as exhausted as possible. He, they filmed that after he broke the scene where he broke his toe. Where he get out of the way early, he breaks his toe when he kicks the helmet. Yeah. And so his scream after that is genuine. Yes. He, he broke his foot. Uh, but they filmed the running after he broke his toe. And um, now I want to say Will Turner. It's not Will Turner. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, Orlando Bloom. Thank you. One of them, John Reese davies Yes. One of them had cracked ribs. The other had a dislocated shoulder yep. for that run. Those, nice. Those people were bosses. Like, they... I believe it was Orlando with the cracked ribs. I think... Yeah, I think that's right. I didn't want to get it wrong. Because um, I definitely was thinking that Orlando Bloom had uh, stripped the shoulder. Yeah, that would make sense for the, you know, like, bow and, and arrow. Yeah. And then Gimli, John Reese davies being the probably hit more physically mm-hmm. would make sense of the I think what happened but, was it was knows? a battle scene and someone had hit Orlando Bloom and it it hit him a little too hard in the mm-hmm. chest because he doesn't wear any plating as yeah, that's oh point. that's a good point yeah that would make sense and yeah, I his think his costume design does not lend itself and I think to the rights because he has ups with metal swords that big hammer he has to go up and yeah. over and it I can see that yeah, yeah um, makes sense logic we've been logic the opening to this movie now, you, we've all seen this a bunch of times. Yeah. Many times. So many times. Put yourself back in the shoes of the first time you ever saw this. Mm-hmm. How much is that opening scene, just the very first instance of it, uh, where you're like, oh, they're just really rubbing in Gandalf's death? And it was It, and it was always weird to me. I, I will say, like, Gandalf's death is weird to me for the fact that, like, they show him falling into the lake, and then later on they show him fighting on you top of the mountain. Pit? Whatever. It's a, it's like a lake. Oh, there is a lake down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, but that it, it, it always confused me because it was like, how, how does he up on top of a mountain now? Is, is it? It's because he it, fell through hell. He's at hell and it's the highest mountain in hell. Yep. Well, he's he's at the top of the underworld. Yeah. It's just yeah. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that just as a casual movie guy. Well, he I talks guess. about it later. Well, I didn't listen. Because <laughs> he literally says when um, he comes back as Gandalf the White, he's no longer the Grey, and everyone's like, I saw you fall. And he goes, fall I did. And he goes yeah. through all the layers, to the bottom, to the tallest tower and the bottom. Yeah, he uh, oh, okay. fell through the deepest pit, uh, deepest parts of the pit into the highest mountains yeah. of hell. Because I wasn't sure if like, the beginning lines. was just Frodo like Fever dreaming room. it. Yeah. I, I would definitely say... And what happened on the mountain was actually happened. Both. I it's guess both. it's both, but that was kind of what yes, I saw. Well, you Read don't... the Cimmerillon and don't drop acid when you do it. True. But you don't see him fight no on the mountain until <laughs> he talks about it later on. You see him fall and fight when he falls, but you don't see the mountain until he rehashes what happened. Yeah. So I would say in the beginning, opening, seeing it, because Gandalf's death is what weighs on Frodo the entire journey the most. Mm-hmm. And it's not till he just, you know, into the third movie that he realizes, oh my God, Gandalf. And I'm sorry, I know it's not the second one, but he has that line where he wakes up and he sees Gandalf for the first time and thinks he's alive. And the way he says Gandalf oh. drives me insane. He just goes, Gandalf? Oh, God, that seems so weird. In slow-mo. And I'm like, 
everything's a little too like focused. I think in that scene, yeah. if I'm remembering it right, it's like Gandalf's like, ha, 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 ha. it's and like yeah. face, and he's like, ah, almost. It's it's like that scene in Family Guy where they go to Dis- the Disney version of reality. Yeah, it's yes. a little bit too happy. Exactly, and drawn at, drawled almost is the word I want to yeah. use. Anyways, the point is, I think the first part is Frodo's mind, like what happened, because then you see him open his eyes and he's on the journey. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, because you see how much that weighed on Frodo, and I think that's the huge turning point for him where he starts losing control of the ring. Yes. Yeah, I think once Gandalf's done, gone from the party especially, mm-hmm. you start to see that the ring takes hold. It's all, like... I mean, they fracture as well. Like, yes. It's completely separate. Although Frodo would have been fucked without Sam. Like, honestly, oh. Frodo would have caved so early. He would have been... Smeagol would have times. killed him and had the ring if it wasn't for yes. Sam. And God bless Sam. They call him fat the whole time. He's really not that fat, okay? He, he loses... If you look at him in the first movie to the third movie, and it's like a 90-day difference, yeah. he's substantially lighter in the third oh movie. Oh, my God, well, yeah. He's been traveling for a year eating the lamb, the elephant well, bread. No, I'm talking Lamba like spread. real life. Thank you. In real yeah. life, him being in New Zealand, trekking to all these places. Yeah, they went the long way. <laughs> they went there, the long way. There are people that did the trek the from Hobbiton to the mountain, mm-hmm. and you can do it in like 10 days, which is what they did it, but it's a way more direct route. That compared to like they go all the way around. I mean, they're going oh, to get yeah. these different scenes and they, they film that. To. But I, you know, yeah. California, Georgia, even can take a toss for filming locations. I want all my stuff shot in New Zealand. <laughs> if I ever make a movie, that I'm, we're getting the permits. Stand by. That'd be a, that'd be a tough one for sure. New Zealand is they're they're stingy bastards. They are very stingy. And we have some new female characters that come in. Yes, yep. we have Awen. I, but again, I, I don't like how our two female Eowyn leads in this are Arwen and Eowyn. I'm like... And they're both there. Everyone's love interest. Yep. <laughs> sort of. Ish. But I... <laughs> that, that is writer's block to the max yeah. of Tolkien just sitting there going... What's a name? Give me a name! It's the, it's the SpongeBob he, in the brain. What's his name? What's his name? He's doing this on a typewriter and he's written it too many times to go back. Mm-hmm. He's like, we'll just change an A and an E. Boom. But one of my favorite scenes... In any movie, honestly. It's in the middle of this movie where you have King Thaden and he is being corrupted by Sauron. He's all old and gringy. And then when he, the hold is like let go and the aging. The de-aging young, is really good it's, for it's 2002. It's so smooth. Yeah. It's not over the top. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you blink, you miss it. And it's just so beautifully done. I saw a really good on-screen transformation, and this is not going to make for good radio because I will not remember the name mm-hmm. of the movie. Good. Of uh, this girl in the '40s puts on makeup that's uh, can't be seen through a certain filter on the camera. Right. And when they do the transformation, they pull the uh, the filter. The filter. Ah, and so she suddenly turns into like a very wicked witch of the west look. Hmm. Uh, and this is like in 1940, like very creative solution yeah. back when. But like all that to say. Practical effects age a hell of a lot better than CGI effects, mm-hmm. hands down. Like, and that's what a lot of this was. It was multi. It was layered shots with a lot of makeup, yep. and the CGI really only brushed everything together. Yeah, it makes it, it more fluid a little. Yes, bit. Yeah. definitely. But I just I really, especially for like two thousand one, 
Mm-hmm. Right. And honestly, more, majority of like the CGI and the effects in this 2001-2003 movie this is than okay. today. As I'm saying, these were l- released yeah. between oh, 2001 yes, and yes, 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 yes. Are honestly so much better than some of the stuff we see today. Because some of the stuff today is just uh, so I don't know if I agree with better. I mean, some movies, yes. In it's not that, lazily in the, done. In the realm of fantasy, nothing came close to touching this level of production quality yeah. to like Game of Thrones season like four. And Lord of the Rings is yes. the first fantasy film to when ever the win an Oscar. dragon started to look really good and big. Like, yes, I'll give you that. That yes. like that was the first time anything yeah. was looking this good in fantasy. Oh, yeah. The first fantasy movie to ever win an Oscar was Lord of the Rings. The second was Shape of Water. Did, okay, does anybody else? So when The Sopranos was airing. Um, there were like a bunch of mob movies. You had the untouched, yeah. like everything all the way up mm-hmm. through eighties, nineties, up yeah. to the two thousands. And there really wasn't another good mob movie to like uh, the town, maybe yeah. um, the Departed. The Departed, yeah. Did did this ruin anybody trying to step foot in the fantasy realm? Like The Sopranos ruined trying to go after the mob cinema. For like a ten years, I don't know where it was like somebody looked at it and said they did it so well we can't touch that. I don't know if they ruined it. I mean, they definitely. I think they just made it harder. They, they raised, the, raised the barrier. The, stakes, yeah, yeah. the barrier to entry was way higher. Yeah, the expectation was there too early. Exactly. I mean, you have to understand at this time is right when Harry Potter first came out too. Mm-hmm. So it was like the two like greatest fantasy franchises of all time are going on at the same time. Right. So it's like unless you're going all out with it, like Avatar for example, where they had to take it to that level. Of cinematography mm-hmm. with it to compete, you're just gonna fall flat. I think Avatar was more of a gimmick thing. They're like, we can do the CGI, let's do the CGI. Well, because the well, story with Avatar was it was written in like oh three oh six somewhere in yeah. that stretch, and they because well, it's they shelved it till the technology caught up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so both are right on that one for sure. Yeah. Um, but like Harry Potter, I don't know. It is fantasy. It's totally fantasy, but it's a very different kind of fantasy because it's set in the modern world, and it's a much lo- heavier magic. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think it and Lord of the Rings were able to like compete in the way to yes. out Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. They but, weren't really fighting for the same territory, but like, they were still in the fantasy genre, and they kind of cover the blanket. They cover it. I think the prequels kind of fell all sorts of in the, in the realm of because uh, Episode One was '99. I think when was Clone Wars. <laughs> oh, that, of course we're back on Star Wars. Oh, I mean, it's. I'm just saying that. So, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and Star Wars all had trilogies or sagas going on. There's a reason why the prequels the did not do well during this the time. Beginning of the two thousands. Uh, and you know what? I really need to see broken episode out. Three was in is the budgets and say, okay, this did this well and did all practical. Harry Potter arguably did worse than the Lord of the Rings in this at this point in time. Uh, it was also the first one. It's also the shortest book, has the less meat of it. I'm talking like first three versus first three. Okay. Lord of the Rings definitely outperformed it across the board. Definitely. Uh, and same with the prequels. I bet you Lord of the Rings probably outperformed those. Oh, almost oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, Star Wars, it, it gets people. In yeah, yeah, this, it gets asses it gets, and seats. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it was 2002, so this came these out the same These prequels did not win Oscars, yeah. so... For which well, one? Uh, uh, episode two, the bad one. <laughs> which, just okay. as a fun fact, uh, the script was completed just weeks before principal photography, and one of the writers for the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles finished up the script there. <laughs> oh my god! Ouch. Another title 
instead of Attack of the Clones was Jar Jar's Great Adventure. And that's your Star Wars uh, trivia of the week. That's scary. <laughs> they, maybe they should have run with Jar Jar's Great Adventure and made a short. Okay. But I do want to talk about one thing involving... We're going back to Lord of the Rings. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Not saying on Star Wars. No. I, yeah. The makeup. The orc makeup. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's brilliant. They, and they did that for all the extras. Do we get the Urukai transformation in this one or Fellowship? Fellowship. Either uh, way, you're not getting me to come out of one of those dirt bubbles. Yeah. I think it's I think it's this one. No, it's Fellowship because that's what they, they definitely said have, to kill Warhammer. I think, yeah, I think they definitely. Well, I think had they did it again. Then. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Did. Actually, you're right. They definitely had a scene when Isengard was arming yeah. everyone. Yes. They did it again. But the bubble scenes in the Fellowship. Yes, the real nasty one. Yeah, and then he like kills the uh, goblin oh, guy. They repurpose uh, tree falling into the pits at I- Isengard uh, from Fellowship. Uh, they flip it and tint it differently. Uh, so that it looks like all the fires and the trees have already been cut down, but it's just a mirrored shot of the same tree falling. I love Treebeard. Oh, Treebeard's a homie. Also, uh, Merry and Pippin in this, they... I I, I like how it was Pippin who puts it together, like... Because usually Merry's the smarter one, Pippin's more of the naive, and it's Pippin over here that's like, let's go towards Isengard. This, that scene right there is the first time where you see Pippin understand the stakes of everything. And like, it's a big character arc moment for him where he's been comedic relief, and he kind of stays a bit of comedic relief, but his role gets substantially more serious from there to the end of the series. Well, I definitely say Bormir's death in the first is what sets it off. Yes, but he's still goofy through the first half of this, and obviously when they make it to Isengard and find Saruman's storehouse, he has goofy moments again, yeah. but I'm thinking when he uh, tells the story of Boromir's death to uh, the steward of Gondor, yeah, that's Denethor, yeah, but like he just, he gets more responsible, gets more serious, and it's, this is that pivotal moment where you say, oh, character development occurred right here in a tangible way. Yeah. That you write a master class on it, on that scene alone. But Merry and Pippin are my two favorite characters in Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Just because they are that kind of comedic relief, yeah. but it doesn't make them any less than. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, vol- they, like, they didn't really volunteer for this. They just kind of were stealing stuff from the farmer's garden and just kind of ended up on this journey. Of course, they did choose to stay, mm-hmm. but if they hadn't been there, being yeah, they, little hooligans, they never would have been on this journey. They were the true... They are the spirit of adventure on this journey. Um... And I think they're kind of the stand-in for the audience, where they don't really know what's going on. They're not you directly, can kind of put yourself in them. Yeah, in they're their shoes. not directly tied to the conflicts themselves, like in the same weight that uh, Frodo and yeah. the rest of the company is, who's doing all the heavy lifting. And then, like you forget, they play the straight man. Sauron yeah. thinks Pippin has the ring. Pippin and Mary do majority of this film. That's right, yeah. Because they just were told a halfling has the ring, so they're the one. They, they take the fall for Frodo. Yeah, they're the ones that are like, "Hey, chase us!" And then when Pippin in the third messes up and touches the big orb, so that means he has the ring. Yep. And there's a great. That was the third movie, right? Yeah, when he touches the ball. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, McKellen. The issue is, if you get me to watch one of these movies, I started with Fellowship. We should have just we watched, watched all three. We should have yeah, just reviewed all three. We should have. You know I what we should have done three. is a mega cut 
and done I part one, two, three of the podcast. Next week we'll be doing one and three, and we'll just we'll just race yeah. back to no, two. No, God, what that would be the worst. <laughs> yeah, we, we did the middle this time, and we're guess well, what we're doing the beginning and the end next now. time. So what we're gonna have to do is wait Confused like a yet? year, and then we're gonna do the trilogy as like a. We'll do a redux. Yeah, we'll do redux yeah. on this, but we'll do the trilogy as a whole. Um, I watched all three back to back. It's so. in here, so they're spilling. Y'all both did. I did not. <laughs> so, Do better. Cue the wise. Uh, God, but there's uh, McKellen's uh, acting in that scene where he thinks Pippin's doing something stereotypically stupid and yells at him, and then become he like face, uh, his, you know the, the look on his face and his tone of voice completely change when he realizes actual danger. But also, I would say it's less about the danger and more about realizing he has to be separated from Mary, the person he's been yes. next to the whole time. He says, we'll see each other again soon. You're coming with me, right? And yeah, then and Mary's like, I don't know. No, I'm not. You don't understand what you've done. You've fractured the group further it, with a simple act. Yeah. Just because you wanted to touch the ball. Yes. He could have gone blind if he stared at that light much longer. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to talk about... The most <laughs> iconic part of this movie, though, uh-huh. which is the battle for Helm's Deep. Ah, uh, actually, uh, is there anything else we want to hit before that? Because, uh, I mean, I enjoy the whole Smeagol Frodo dynamic. Mm-hmm. That like Smeagol Gollum is like sort of regaining their like is it humanity still? If they're hobbits, hobbit manity. Oh, actually, hobbit there, there is back. a scene I wanted to bring up. Uh, the split, and also uh, he saves them or whatever. That's all I was gonna say. Well, so I was going to talk about when uh, uh, Sam is just absolutely trash-talking Gollum and treating him like crap, and Frodo really lashes back at Sam, and it's because Sam doesn't realize that Frodo sees his future if he's stuck with the ring too long, and... Sam basically says, "He's he's not even worth saving anymore, and I'm like... Think to myself, I'm like, who? What if you said that to like the burgeoning alcoholic, like yeah. about yeah. another alcoholic who was further down the like? If you put it in real world, yeah. debilitating circumstances, you're like, wrong thing to say, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense and later on that he saves him from being shot in the pool. Yes. He, yeah. 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 Well, and it's what he says the first time he goes. Now that I've seen him, I pity him. Mm-hmm. I do pity him because he talks about in the first movie when Gollum gets brought up with uh, Gandalf and he's like should, Bilbo should have just killed, killed him. him it's like yep. it was pity that stayed Bilbo's hand and when he sees him he goes it is pity yes although can I just point out in the second movie and the third in all the movies Smeagol goes for buying the neck he's a little vampire he just wants to rip out people's throats yeah yep. and it's usually Sam's but it's just he just goes for the throats mm-hmm. that's a very feral animal thing to do yeah yes that one. yeah he likes to bite with little sharp teeth. But again, with Smeagol, though, I love the Smeagol-Gollum conversation, and I like how they filmed it. Where they, you first you see that it is yeah. a split personality, mm-hmm. and then they film it where it looks like it's two different people having a conversation. Yeah, well, there's forth. a great moment at the tail end of the movie where Gollum finally convinces Smeagol to... Or, Gollum is having a conversation about killing them, and Sme- this whole time you're thinking Smeagol's at the subjugation of Gollum because he's the yeah. angrier of the two personalities and Smeagol says something that if you don't if you don't hear like you can listen to it but if you don't hear it you'll miss it and it's it's too big of a risk to kill them both mm-hmm. and you realize 
it's not that Smeagol likes Frodo, it's yeah. that he feels like it's too large of a risk to go after both of them. He knows he'll, he won't make it out alive if he does. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's this... Which, it, it was such a... And I've... Like we've said, I've seen this movie 50 times, and this is the first time I really caught it. I was like, yeah. oh, wait, I've been looking at Smeagol the wrong way for years, even though he did turn evil later. Like, you get yeah. it for sure in the next movie, but... Uh, like they they set you up for it in this one. Oh, for I, sure. They never caught it. Yeah, they definitely do. They they absolutely handle the struggle between the two very well. Mm-hmm. I feel God. These movies are so good. I could talk about them for like I could I could have an hour show on leading up to Helm's Deep. So now now we're going ahead and so we're going to because that because first of all the way they had to film with the Urukai and like the army of Sauron they had that many extras and they just copied and like pasted them very so similar to like, Pearl Harbor uh, yeah. yeah the way they did the planes there were only like four of those but the most heartbreaking scene for me is when they pull the old men and the young boys and they go too many have seen too, too few many summers and so, others far too many. many yeah and then the scene with the poor boy and uh, Aragorn's like let me see your sword and he's like it's a good sword he's like they say I'm not gonna make it for well, good night and that's that's the scene I wanted to come back to about the silent badassery is Legolas right. and Aragorn talking at Elvish can you imagine sitting in that room and then all of a sudden the like the leader of men the, the besides your king goes yeah. I shall die as one of them and you're like hold like, on what? what what's been happening <laughs> who's who's saying what yeah, exactly. what you're saying but also Grant this guy everyone thought was dead yeah and he comes back on, on like the fact that his horse came back and got him. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the horse that he ended uh, up keeping. Yeah, Amor, Eamor. What? I don't know. Yeah, Carl uh, Urban <laughs> gives him. Yes. Yeah. But uh, also, that's also the horse that. Oh no! No wait, that's the one he tames in the stable, not the one that. Uh, it, Kate's more saying that's the one he keeps in real life. Yeah, Viggo Morrison bought the horse. Oh. Really? <laughs> yeah, he got really attached to the horse and bought the horse for himself, and then he bought the stunt double. The horse he rode to. Eomore. Yes, that's it. Yeah, sorry. I'm <laughs> proud of you. Yes. I was really struggling with that. It was going to drive me nuts if I didn't read it. Uh, Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, that... Also, I like how intense the Urkai come. Like, they're banging their spheres. They're, mm-hmm. like, trying to intimidate. And the poor old guy can't hold his bow back long enough. And then yeah. that's how it hey, starts. He just... And it's an accident. You know what? Respect. He gets one. He does. He does, he does get one. He does but it's get the folly of man that, that destroys everything. That, that, that had... I mean... The battle was going to start at some point. Yeah. You might as well start with first, like, it's like Call of Duty. You want to get that first blood achievement. Yeah. And oh, he got sure. it. Yeah. Even if it was an accident. Also, poor Gilly can't see over the little railing. <laughs> he would not have picked a better place to stand. But also, I love that. You can, you can toss me if you like. <laughs> no, not that part. But the part you're talking about, because you see in the first movie, Legos and Gimli. says if you like. <laughs> well, that's no. a different thing. I'm Toss me. But... Don't so, tell the elf. Gimli and Legolas are mortal enemies in the first movie. They hate each other. They do not get along. And then you see this where they're next to each other on the wall. And Gimli's like, could you not pick a better spot? And Legolas goes, would you like me to get you a box? And instead of shooting insults at him or trying to attack him, he just starts laughing. <laughs> and it shows the friendship that has bonded here. Because after the trilogy, uh, Legolas and Gimli travel together until they're ended, until Gimli dies. They become best friends and travel the country together post the books. Oh, really? If you look it up, yeah. Hmm. So it just shows, like, I think that's like the most beautiful part of it is that scene right there where you see they're now, especially earlier, when they meet Carl. What's his name? Aragorn. 
Thank you. Thank Aramor. You, yeah. And the Riders of Rohan. And Gimli sasses him, and he goes, I would cut your head off if it that was. That was a real their friend's this. moment. Yeah, yeah and, and you see his face. You see Gimli's face, and he realizes, oh, shit, Elf got my back. Yeah. All right, I see you. Um, but I was thinking, okay, back to our recasting thing. The only guy I can think of who might could play John Reese davies character in, like, a reboot of this would be uh, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Onion Knight. Oh. Davos. Oh, Sir Davos. What, what is his name in real life? I can't think of it, but I, I was thinking of the accent. casting. Well, because John Rhys Davies is what, like six? He's crazy tall. He's so tall. Yeah, yeah at like six five or something? Like, yeah, he's, he's a tall dude. Um, he's so, a big bitch. Yeah, so it's not like they had somebody short play this character. Uh, um, Liam Cunningham. Uh, Liam Cunningham. I thought you were going to go with Hodor. No, 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 no. I thought you were going to go with uh, Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon? Uh, I think He's I like Davos more. gruffness about him. I think I like Davos more. The th- I could recast Robert Baratheon as the bard in The Witcher. Uh, no. <laughs> he doesn't and like this. very quiet. No. I don't see that even a little bit. But he's so jolly. I can see him playing a really good bard, and that's uh, the best. I'm thinking of a different Don Baratheon. <laughs> oh my god. You're oh thinking, god. Are you thinking of Joffrey? No, I'm thinking of a Thomas? graying Baratheon, the brother who's coming to oh, uh, who who Renly? Davos Renly is serving. Baratheon. No, not Renly, the other brother. Stannis. Oh, yeah, Stannis. Stannis. I'm thinking of Stannis. Uh, and for the record, god. John Rhys Davies is six one. Six one, okay. And seventy six years old. Oh man. Yes. Seth. Oh man. Stannis Baratheon. I can see Robert Baratheon more now. Yes. Stannis never read the lines. No, he didn't give a shit. Well, uh, yeah, like he. He never read the books. Yeah. There's so much great. Like the reason he feels like he's in a different story is because he thinks he was in a different story. Exactly. Because he (laughs) he, like made his own story that he was like, "This is what I'm in." Yep. Ugh. Shockingly, he was somehow in a darker story than the rest of Game of Thrones. Honestly. Oh, um, no, but Battle of Helm's Deep, so we get all of this great combat. Um, Those are some big-ass ladders, too. Oh I'm like surprised God, they didn't right? snap in half. I was mm-hmm. like... They're thick boys. Yep. But they like look so flimsy when they're going up, and then, like, here's the thing, they don't climb the ladder. They're all attached to the ladder anyways, and they just go... Whoop. Yep. And then up the thing. Uh, yeah, and they've got those ropes that keep them lodged in place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, true, true. And then we've tactics. got our, uh, our little suicide bomber. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. uh, but I, look, I gotta give respect to that Urukai yeah. orc guy because like Lightless shot shot him like eight times yep. and he still made it. Just doesn't he, dive. He's the Boromir of the Urukai army. Yep. He takes a lot of arrows. He's the definition of I died well. He, he's, <laughs> he's just the pincushion. <laughs> he really. What do you take? Two or three? He took thinking. like four or something because everyone keeps going like, take him out, Legolas, take him out, Legolas is like firing, oh, firing, oh, what firing. Go ahead, my dude. Legolas took out a fucking sentence. elephant. Oh, and the yeah. elephant goes down, but this guy did not go down. They didn't get him in the head. The, the fact that they did that with miniatures to make it feel yeah. real, and then yeah. the set piece that they create where Aragorn comes up out of that water, and all those Urukai are coming through, and the shots that are. I don't know if they're practical or not. I want to believe that they are. I doubt they are. They yeah, probably would be. They probably would look. Would be great. That's right. <laughs> and then I love how Gimli just jumps over and he's like, oh, go on. And just like, just no scares. regard for his, <laughs> no collateral damage. It just jumps off like it's nothing on the top of this like little cliff and just goes, like, ah! We get 
maybe one of the least realistic, coolest scenes in a movie, and that is legless shield surfing down yes. the stairs, firing like four arrows off. But he yeah. looks good doing it. But it's it's a solid scene for sure. And guess what? Not a hair out of place. Nope, not at all. Also, I like how all the other elves show up. They've got like these purple cloaks, like covered. Except Legolas, I am in white with my white hair. I am standing out for everyone. Come at me, bitches. Haldir is one of the coolest characters that I wish there were. Like, he seems like such a. Yeah. Him and Aragorn embrace. Like, they have had fought wars together and stuff. Yeah. And I want more to that guy's story. And you story. see Aragorn's <laughs> pain in his face when he dies. Yeah, right. It's like, Vigo what happened? crushes that scene. But then we have to talk about. The favorite scene. So in the first movie, Gimli's like, no one throws a dwarf, I can jump myself. Yeah, they and, go out to buy Thayd in time because they've, they're have they trying to retreat into the deeping wall. Yeah, or they're buying time for the women and children. Yes. Because he's a good king, he ain't going to leave his Well, man. and they're buying time to for them to brace the front door yeah. of yeah. the keep again. And they like sneak out to the side, and I look at Gimli's like, immediately goes, we can take him. There's like 30 of them, and just two of them is like, yeah, we can take him. They got the choke point. Jump. Well, and I Trust like me. this is a learning from your mistakes moment because think back to the first movie when he nobody tosses a dwarf, yeah. and he doesn't make it almost, and they have to pull him back by the beard. But he made it, and yeah, then he goes toss me, me and I just love the moment. Even though he has that friendship, they still have that competition because in the beginning of the fight, Gimli's like Legolas two already, and Legolas like I'm on seventeen, and he goes. Bitch. One line across two uh, across all three movies. The only line that ever even comes close to taking me out of it is the because I've got my axe embedded in his spinal in his uh, cerebral system. Is a line oh. that Gimli says at the tail end of, at the end. It's of like the what do you movie. you don't know what yeah, that is? I'm like wait a second, where are the doctors in the science? <laughs> well, let's also talk about Gimli slides under an orc with his little axe and just right in the balls. Just oh ha! Yeah. That, they do a great job of making Gimli look small. I know, such right? a the tall force person. Perce- the yeah. force perspective they pull... Because it's all force perspective. Oh, yeah. The way they pull that off is incredible. Well, and think about the hobbits. Well, yeah. They made the hobbits look tiny and those... That you can they're, tell they're some people of the... size. Some of the hobbits, <laughs> you size. can tell, like, oh, that's they're green-screening them in. Very yes, rare. You only catch it in a couple okay, seconds. Granite, I, I never would have known. Granite. Sean Astin is 5'7", and Elijah Wood's 5'6". They're already short, yes, but, like, Are you they're... Granite? Like the stone? No. Like taking for granted. Yeah. Granted. Granted. Leave me alone. I didn't do it this time. I know. Um, And then um, Billy Boyd, who plays Pippin, is 5'7". Yeah, I I never would have known Gimli, John Reese davies was that tall. I Mm -hmm. I never put it together. You would have never guessed. Yeah. And then last one, yeah, and then Dominique. um, Dominique Monaghan. Yeah, is 5'7 as well. Yeah. So the only one they really had to mess with compared to the others was... Sam? No, he's 5'7", too. Yeah. Oh, they're like... all short kings. Oh, oh, I thought you meant out of the hobbits. No, I'm just uh, saying all the ones that they had to, like, change the... Yes. Cause, yeah, yeah, the rest of them were pretty short by comparison. Because, um, yeah, Vigo's 5'11". Mm-hmm. And... Sure. Yeah, so they really had to... And let's see, Orlando Bloom. I feel like he's a good six foot. Yeah. Why is he the only one that doesn't have his height on here? Come on. Mm. Probably not six foot. Conspiracy. Yeah, he's not six foot. <laughs> he's shrinking every... He's been, been buttoning. He's 5'11". Ah. So, yeah, he was the tallest Weird. one. Yeah. Weird. Um, oh, but back to... So they retreat inside the wall. That speech, Theoden's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What can we do? He's kind of pump yeah, up. Yeah, he has this despairing right. speech. Not pump up. 
and Aragorn comes in. Like, this is classic fantasy. Like, we don't get... Everything has to be dark for the sake of being dark today. Yeah. Nothing gets to be fun fantasy anymore. And Aragorn's like... Then if we if this is the night we die, and they think we're, they're riding out to their death, we've seen it a million times, so we know they're not. But and you have the voiceover. Look to the look sky to the, on the third day. A wizard arrives precisely when he means to, and he does. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I just like how Thanos having that moment. He's like talking about. It, he's like, whatever shall we do? And then you just have Aragorn just goes, fuck it, right out. We like, ride out. Like, like he doesn't even we like. Meet them. He doesn't even like. Just it's like a spur of the moment decision, and instead he just goes, we ride out. And they do, and they ride on the horse with their swords, and just and a oh. very small bridge too. Thank God, Theoden survives because his speech in the third one Man. just gets me go put does, put a yeah. brick wall in front of me, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Give me his pump up. Oh, wow. I, he gives that speech in the mirror like, himself I'm, every morning. I'm way hyped right now thinking about these great speeches. <laughs> they do got some pretty awesome speeches. And we've got Aramir and Gandalf coming down this hill that. Is steep enough to be a. That is a steep hill, and I did Valley, not fully yeah. realize did they, watching did they the horse almost that fell from over. Shikra at Callaway Gardens. Like, Dude. where was that thing coming from? I mean, the horses are not there. That that's not a real hill. Oh, I know, but yeah. still. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, because they would tumble down it. I well, know yeah. it's not in this movie; it's in the third. But the speech that just yeah, it's just the pinnacle. Yes, it's when they go to Mordor to bring all the armies, and they see all the armies, and uh. it, not even a speech. You just see Aragorn. Turn single tier, but the power in space, and she goes, Frodo. doesn't even yell, just whispers for Frodo, and then just starts charging that, by himself. I was like, I would have followed that man because the first to follow him fought. are Mary and Pippin. Yes, they are number and one, like, or two, two and three. three. And I was like, shit. Oh, but that I love that line because it works both ways. If Frodo's dead, this is man, this is yeah, all of the free for, rate, free yeah. people's last hurrah. Might as well go out swinging yep. if he's alive. This might be the only opportunity they have for them all to survive. It, ah, it's the greatest. This is Such a speech. One of the greatest. This, this is the great. I'm calling it now. This is the greatest trilogy ever made. Okay. On cinema. I stand by it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I don't know if I can agree, but it's very good. It's very up there. I don't. Are you I don't know Star Wars? what. I don't know what my number one is. The, He's thinking Star Wars. the original trilogy might be the only thing that contends with it. Yeah. In my mind, but like. I think if you look at Friday, I saw this worth. first, so it's got heavier nostalgia. So points. I'm the other way around. I yeah. saw Star Wars first, and then this. I don't know. I, it, I and Episode Six not perfect either, but I don't know. What I guess my question for y'all is: What's your favorite one of the Lord of the Rings movies? Return of the King. Okay. Uh, it's between. I really don't know. I got to think about this because so mine is going to be number three as well. Return of the King. Yeah, Return of the King. I, I, I like the conclusiveness. I, th- it, I think because it wraps me. things up. I, yeah. but then Because the stakes are as high as they're ever going to get. They right. cannot go any higher because this is the end. In the second one, because uh, the first you're building up to it. Like, okay, how we're getting here is yeah. all happy. We the get second there. one's like the, the second, journey. But the second one, they're all split up. So it's multiple different journeys. So I feel like it's not as much me because you're following every one of the things. But in the third, they all come back together. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. So how do you rank them? But yeah. then... I'd probably go three, one, two. Okay. Even though two, because every original move or every start of the story yeah. has such a like place in my heart. Huh. Like the first Transformers is so great because you're introduced yes. to this world that's you're, amazing. The yes. same thing with this. The world, or because you were introduced to Megan Fox in the shorts. 
Little column A, little column B. <laughs> Um, you had me at Giant Robots. I'm, I'm, I'm very much on the proverbial cake. Yeah, I'm very much in the same box as y'all then because I'm uh, three, three, one, two with yeah. my ranking. Even though well. this is pro- like two, two is a great two is movie. I'm arguing movie. for two to be number one, but somehow it's last in my rankings, and it's only because I can't yeah. put them all on the same pedestal. Yeah, agreed. It's just I think two is just that it's the middle child a little bit. You love yeah, all your right. children. Well, let's be real. The, the first same, one, you had that dude, crushing it's for It's privacy and recency bias. It's a, there's a market, there are marketing terms for yeah. the, this exact thing. Well, okay, because in the first one, you lose Boromir, and that is heartbreaking, because he's like the nine, right. and you're like, and he fell for it. And the second, you don't really lose anyone big in that. It's, like, it's still got it's, a lot it's, going on. The second one is all setting up stuff to come. Yes. But the third, like, you see Frodo fall, and, like, at the end, you see so many people fall. You get, you get the sensation, the people you lose in the second one are people that were B-plot characters. Yeah. Arguably, you really don't lose. Yeah. Boromir's, like, the only A-plot character that you, that dies in the whole thing. Which I, yeah. well, I don't think, it. I don't think in a modern movie, yeah, and you lose Theoden too, but, uh, in the third one, but you only lose two of your A-team. Yeah. It's pretty good odds. Pretty good. Only one person in the fellowship. Yeah. Uh, can you get away with a movie like that today? Does the audience I, say it's I, unrealistic? Here's the thing, though. It's still believable for me that the, all the people survived the way they did. Because not all of them came out unscratched. Yeah. Mentally, physically, or unscathed, well, I guess is a better choice of words. But you never it, really get, like, the... There's no broken... There's no broken survivors. Yeah. There's no... Frodo. So Kinda. he loses the thing fingers, and yeah, but he, he's his soul is cha- mentally, or like physically, yeah, emotionally. and that that's good. So, so I have issues with the endings for the Return of King just because there's so there's like twenty endings to that movie. I'm I'm so okay with it though because if you look at it as the if you have twenty minutes of ending for twelve hours worth of lead up, you're not wrong. I'm okay with it. Like proportionally, it works. Well, and but I you love, gotta think of the movies. And I love the ending they together. chose because everyone says like, "Is Sam or not? Uh, is Frodo really the hero, or is it Sam? Sam's the one that kept him going through all of this. He's the one that was like the most support, and so it ends on him and his happy ending. Yes, through all of this. And I, I really like that ending. Yeah. Instead of Frodo going north of the wall and across the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. So, I'm, I'm holding back from a little. <laughs> I'm just getting, I'm just winding Q up with little comments over here. Give me your load, Mr. Frodo. No, you keep your mouth shut. Not all, buddy. Q single-handedly ruining these movies yeah. as dramatic epics for the rest of us. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Frodo. All right, what are we? What are we doing next time? Um. I don't know. Wrong we'll answers figure, only. Yeah, wrong answers only. We'll figure it out when we get there. We're going to leave this one on a cliffhanger. Oh, well, we've gi- we've given an option every other time, I think. No, no. Oh, where do you guys rank this movie? Oh, that's fair. I don't have the, our, our ranking up. Damn it. Um, actually, I can pull it up, probably. I mean, this is like a 96, 97 out of 100 for me. I'm going to give a 99 headless orcs out of 100 on a spike. 99 headless orcs. Okay. All right. Um, I'm pulling up our other rankings. Oh yeah, you guys need to go back so and you know, can go ahead and add your scores into the knives out. By the way, oh, we did. When I checked it a yeah. couple days ago, we hadn't. Oh well. Wait, this is a phenomenal movie. It's in the top percentage. It is. In- oh, we should do Dune next. 
because they just because Dune's announced for the end of the year. Oh, God. Uh, it's we, coming out at the end of this year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We I should, knew they were we should watch it. the original 1984 Dune, which. Well, our last '80s movie was Big Again. One of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Appar- so apparently, I looked into it a little bit. It was supposed to be like a, uh, like a. F- it was originally shot as a four-hour movie that was then parsed down to two and a half hours. But the original script was for a nine-hour movie. Mm-hmm. That was all supposed to be single cut, <laughs> like okay. not divided, not part one and two. Just your movie is nine hours. You'll need popcorn and a sandwich. <laughs> oh dear lord! But like, you watch the movie, you're like, "What's happening?" And have either of you guys ever read Dune? No. No. Frank Herbert wrote it. Like, I'm gonna butcher this. It's like 1964 or 46, and that's a 20 year gap. But uh, we're gonna run with it. Q's got a computer up. If you want to fact check me. Um, um, what was the question? Sorry. When did the book Dune come out? Um, and it's a great epic. It's. Uh, Probably one of the earliest future future sci-fi books. Nineteen sixty-five. Sixty-five. All right. I was one year off of my range, <laughs> but uh, it was written really early. Had a lot of great sci-fi that was like kind of semi-right. You, you ever like old sci-fi gets it all wrong, but they're when they're on the right track at least. Yeah. You're like a little weirded out. You're like, Can this dude see the future a little. Yeah. Like <laughs> the Simpsons. Well, when you're on the air for 20 years, you, yeah. get, you, you, get, you, get, you get everything, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> At that point. No. You've already made a joke about everything that can happen. Yeah. So here's like, what's your rating? Bases. Um, I'm going to give it... Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of something clever, but I'm not a clever person right now. <laughs> I'm going to give it 9.4... Uh, Fingers on hands at the end of the third movie. <laughs> I don't know. Not, 94. I, I thought you were going to do something involving loads. And I was going to really... No. You, see, you've taken it to a bad spot now. Because you take it to the bad spot every time. I feign ignorance. <laughs> 94 out of 100. I, I play ignorance. Not, for... 94 arrows missing their mark out of 100. <laughs> so Actually, this is our highest Prematurely rate. fired arrows. Yes. <laughs> Highest ranked movie. Uh, it is. It probably. It is. Yeah, it probably is. It's tied right now uh, with the gentleman that only you've ranked as a ninety-seven. Well, you asked it one. Chaley did not give a ranking on that one, and because I'd forgotten to ask her. Uh, and it's one above uh, John Wick, which was a ninety-six average from us. I got a feeling you're pretty high rated. Ninety-eight. No, for you, ninety-eight or ninety-nine. Ninety. I'm good at ninety-eight. Okay. Give him an idea. One horse. Still, yeah. Uh, what was your knives out ranking? Because you didn't put it in. Oh, I gave it a ninety-four. Okay. Yeah. If cool. we had a Twitter following, somebody would absolutely back check that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Someone get on Twitter and back check us so we don't have to do this all the time. Absolutely. Somebody get on Twitter so that we had somebody following our Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Other than me. I'm glad we all made a Twitter, knowing none of us ever go on Twitter. Or what do you Twitter. mean we all made a Twitter? I made the Twitter. <laughs> And then I gave you the codes. But Gibby and I don't have Twitter. Nope, I've, I've got it logged in on my phone now. Oh, I don't have Twitter. Sorry. Very committed to the cause. <laughs> I've never um, had Twitter and I will never get one. And I am making an Instagram this weekend when I come up for air for work. Uh, so you can follow us there. We'll be posting updates on the movies and probably Photoshopping. 
celebrities holding signs with the movies on them. Hmm. It's a bold claim of you, Cotton. <laughs> Does anybody know how to use Photoshop? I'll do. Once a well, long time ago. I say we Photoshop ourselves in the movies. Okay, that's uh, you. That's on you, Cotton. But now that's been said, will it actually happen? Stay tuned next week. It's gonna be a no. What are we gonna watch? I think we should watch Independence Day. First one or second one? We're gonna watch Independence Day number two because then we won't watch it. Yeah, we'll go with Cars Three. <laughs> That's Cars Trilogy. No, 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 planes. No, planes. Yes, planes. Yeah, planes. planes. Is that oh, a real movie? Planes, planes is a real oh, movie. Christ. Tune in next time for planes. Trains and automobiles.